Welcome to the latest episode of the Celtic View podcast, brought to you in association with Eden Mill. As always, we'd like to thank Eden Mill for their ongoing support of both Celtic Football Club and the Celtic View podcast here. I'm Joe Donnelly, reporter at the Celtic View, and I'm joined today by one of the best headers of a football in the country, Hoops centre-back Christopher Julian. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you to, to having me. I know you spoke to Celtic TV's Jeremy McCulloch not long after the lockdown started, but it's been a while since we spoke to you. So I just want to ask, how are you coping? How are you? How are your family doing in this uncertain time? Uh, I'm good. Uh, you know, um, like like you say, the, the the time is a little bit difficult, but um, I'm good. You know, uh, I'm with the my my little my little one, with my girl, and we try to every day. Um, Find some stuff to do. Um, me, I just uh, keep uh, keep in shape, uh, see what is gonna do, uh, what, what's gonna happen next, and you know, just keeping busy. I think it's the most important. And after, uh, just uh, just enjoying time. And how's the training program been going? Because I know that it's it's very different for you guys in terms of routine. You're just keeping yourself going in the house. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the the luck that I have is that I have um, uh, entirely gym uh, in my house, uh, so that's nice. I have some bike, I have some treadmill, uh, I have some 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 lift uh, to do, and uh, you know it's just a good program that they give give it to us, and we try to to achieve that, to follow it, and on the side. Uh, just keep in shape, you know. So that's the most thing we can do and see what is going to happen next. I know some of the guys I've spoken to who have got kids, um, they've said that kind of lives of football players or coaches or managers or whatever, you spend so much time away from family. And whilst you know, the, the health and safety of everybody in the world at the moment is of paramount importance, one of the one of the, the kind of nicer things about this situation is you get a bit more time to spend with family. Are you finding that yourself as well? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, when you when you wake up every morning, you go to training. Sometimes my kid, but he goes to nursery. Uh, so that's uh, you know, I I didn't have the, so much time, you know, some time to just pass the day with him and stuff like that. And I when I when I do my sport, I try to visit a little bit the area when I when I'm running outside. So it's just. It's just some family time, some quality time that you just cheers to have. And but of course, it's still a little bit difficult sometimes because you always think about the situation why why we are in this uh, in this situation. But you know, it's it's just a difficult time. But I'm sure it's gonna be okay. You just yeah. take your patience, and everything's gonna be good. And we had um, I mentioned to you before before we started recording we had Lee Griffiths on the podcast and John Kennedy recently in separate podcasts and John had been telling us about the challenges that the coaching staff have been setting you guys. Lee was talking um, recently about how it's brought out the competitive side in everyone. So there was the five k challenge, there was the bike challenge, yeah, yeah. and I wanted to ask you. I mean, that must be good for you guys because you are all naturally competitive, given your athletes. Have you been enjoying yeah, that yeah. as well? That kind of camaraderie with the team, even though it's remote. I think it's a, it's a good idea uh, by the staff doing that. Um, they doing the competition here of the five k. There is a competition for uh, for the bike and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's really nice. You know, to to keep that mentality uh, because, of course, in in this team, uh, I really think that everyone has this mentality, so that's really good for us. Uh, but you know, um, we just can't wait. We we're just keeping busy uh, about that. You know, for for everything we do at home. But it's just 
the field misses us, you know. Uh, I miss I miss football. I miss I miss playing uh, on the field with my teammate, and I can't wait to be back. But you know, it's just it's just a good job uh, that the staff uh, did that because uh, it kept us busy, like you say, and it's really important. Have you won any other challenges yourself yet? Nah, no, no, no. They are too strong for me. No, they're too strong for me. The bike, the bike competition, Kennedy was was really good. But I think uh, if I remember, it's uh, it's uh, I think it's I don't remember exactly who win, but it's not Kennedy, but Kennedy did a really good score. Uh, yeah, and John Kennedy was talking. John, yeah, John Kennedy was talking as if he was going to win. I think he loves the bike, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved that for sure. Uh, and, um, uh, I know. And, uh, and the run, and the run, uh, the run like it's, it's Bauer to win, uh, something like that. Yeah, well, if they do something to do with jumping high and head on the ball, maybe you can win that, Chris. Oh, yeah, maybe, but <laughs> sadly, we're not on the, on the field, so uh, that's that's a shame, but it's okay, you know. Uh, I think, like I say, it's it's really important to keep that that uh, that mentality, you know, of just of just winning everything, and we will see back on the field, but for sure. If I if I don't win anything, uh, when we will be back on the field, I will I will have my revenge for sure. <laughs> I noticed um, on your Instagram you shared something about an NHS charity challenge, and I just wanted to speak about the initiatives which are going round. There seem to be loads of stuff like that on social media. People challenging their friends to go and run 5k and then to donate even if it's just five pounds to charities you know that are helping the nhs i mean you must have been impressed by the sense of community that's kind of surfaced in these really horrible times that people are yeah yeah seeing the good as well yeah definitely uh when when you see on all social media of all the world. I think, you know, the situation is really difficult because of of, of this uh, of this disease and everything. But I can see the the mentality of all the world uh, was become uh, just uh, crazy. I mean, not crazy, but like uh, remarkable. You know, to to share all the same idea, to share just a little thing like this, or just you know to to be. To sh- how, how I can say that, like just to be so close to each other, uh, to start to think of something you can do to help each other. And this is, I think this is a really sad moment, but at the end of the day, when you watch all the things that we do together, it's really nice because you can see that the world is, is just stick together. And I, I don't know what is going to happen next. Just all the things that we do all around the world uh, to share money, to charity and stuff like that. I think it's really good for, for the world and see how the beautiful side of, uh, of the people that we are. And of course, uh, again, well, safety uh, is of paramount importance in the middle of things. We do miss the football. Um, and I want to talk about your performances on the pitch over the course of the 2019-20 campaign. But before we do, let's cast our minds back to one of your most memorable goals this season. Could Celtic get the breakthrough? They've been on the back foot for a lot of this game. But Christie fires it into the box. It's in the back of the net! And Christopher Julian has scored! He scored for Celtic! He blasted it to the back of the net! And Celtic have the lead in the Betfred Cup final! And that's the champions doing not at their best for the producer at the moment. This time, Christopher Julian in the back post finding the target where Rangers not have been able to do it. All game on the table, first attempt at goal. And now! 
Christopher Julian with the goal. The delivery was pinpoint perfect from Christie. Looking at me to the Celtic players. It's the first shot on target. It's a goal. Christopher Julian, well, that's a finish that his fellow countrymen would be proud of. Side-footed it beyond Alan McGregor, who had absolutely no chance. And the cup holders are ahead here at Hamden after an hour. It's Celtic 1, Rangers 0. Rangers in the League Cup final. Um, And I know that you've spoken loads about this goal in the aftermath, but we're a few months down the line now. I take it you still reflect so fondly on it now? Seriously, there is, there is. I think every goal was. The thing is, every goal, if I if I can think about it at the moment, it was really just important. Uh, mm-hmm. Because when we talk about this now, I'm talking about the one against Hamilton. Uh, mm-hmm. Was uh, really like uh, uh, really important. Uh, which one? Uh, the, the one against Lazio was. Yes, yeah. unbelievable too. The one for sure against uh, against Rangers was was something special because uh, we had something at the end and that's just remarkable, you know. Um, just the, the first uh, trophy that I had uh, for, my, for my career in the club is just unbelievable. And uh, to, to just give that to the team and after, because the game was really hard too, um, it was definitely one of the, the best goals of my career for sure. Yeah, and we spoke about the game being hard there. I think it's probably fair to say that we saw a different side to what we're mostly used to in Celtic's performance. It perhaps wasn't the prettiest of performances over the course, but as you say, I mean, you got something at the end. No matter, you know, it doesn't matter how Celtic played over the course of the game. They got the goal, which counts. Yeah. They got the trophy, and that's what we yeah. remember in, in a year's time, two years' time, five years, ten years' time. Yeah, at the end of the day, what you remember is the winner. You know. Who had the cup? You don't remember. I think uh, you don't. You will not remember about the game. You just remember about the. Uh, you you just remember about the trophy. And uh, like I said, uh, the the game that day that time there was better than us. You know uh, that day there was better than us. We we didn't play well, but we had a Fraser Foster who was like at the top of his game, um, and uh, we had the chance to score and after keep the keep that result because at the end of we we was was 10 on the field after maybe 30 or 40 minutes so that was a lot of time and we did we did really a, a really good job and talk me through what's going through your mind when Ryan Christie's standing over that free kick out wide because he's got such a good delivery and you've of course brought yourself forward you anticipate yeah, yeah. something towards you there yeah for sure and normally me you know I'm always Posting at this position, and after I go back, um, I try to, you know, play a little bit with the outside limit uh, and just uh, be there. And after come back uh, and be uh, at the first post. But when when he he came at the beginning, when he just shoot the ball, I had the feeling it was really fast. So I just uh, I remember I had the Rangers player on my side, so I take I push a little bit of him. Uh, to give me strength to to attack the ball, and after you know the even me when I saw it again sometimes because I watched it a lot, a lot of times <laughs> when 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 I see again the goal I'm like wow what a finish because I don't think if I I don't think if it happened five times I would score the five uh, it was really day for us um, it was a difficult finish because the ball was like I said really fast and after I just had to finish. 
but um, yeah, that was that was memorable, memorable day, memorable goal, and uh, just a memorable uh, just cup, you know. Yeah, certainly was memorable for the fans as well. I can tell you that. Uh, we spoke to Ryan Christie for the website um, the week before last, and we got talking about that goal against Rangers, and also against Lazio, you mentioned the Lazio game at home. And again, that's Ryan Christie, which um, he takes the corner, which you get on the end of. You guys are, kind of, in terms of important goals for Celtic this season, built up a nice relationship there. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, when I arrived, uh, I say to him, um, we because when even when I arrived before uh, with the coach, we, we talked about it with, with the thing I can impart to the team, uh, the thing I can have the strength to help the team, you know, to win, if I can help the team the most that I can. And um, we say about these three kicks or this corner, and me, I said to Ryan, because in the beginning of the year, he told me it was him, to, you know, was shooting everything. So I said to him, trust me, we can, we're going to have some chance, a lot of chance this year to, to really score goals. Um, me, I just need to give me good delivery. I know you have the fit for it. And I know we're gonna we're gonna do something pretty, uh, you know, with all the, the 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 mentality that we have and all the quality and all the quality that he has. I say to him, just give me the good ball and we will do something nice. And to see achieve that with him, uh, with the team and everything is just it's just I'm just so happy, you know. <clears throat> I'm just so happy. Yeah, I mean, as a supporter, I would have to say that the. The Lazio home game was probably um, the best atmosphere at Celtic Park over the course of, yeah. of this season. Would yeah. you say that, I mean, naturally the, the Cluj game in the Europa League group stage was a big one, given the disappointment from the Champions League qualifiers, but I would say the Lazio one was the biggest one. So I wanted to ask, given this is your first season at Celtic, Chris, would you say that's the first time or the best atmosphere that you've experienced at Celtic Park, the first time that you fully understood how good it can be on European nights? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, for sure, that, that game against Lazio showed me that um, it's true that uh, it's what's gone. And what the players said to, said to me after the, after the game, uh, that for them, it was like a Champions League mentality uh, in the stadium. Uh, it was crazy, you know, the, the people was us with us uh, until the end. And after that goal, I don't know if you... If you receive, if you rewatch the goal after the goal, when I celebrate with Brian, I'm just on the floor and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just staying on the floor and I'm like, I can realize because I remember the score, the noise that I hear in my in my head was huge, 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 and to just uh, give that to to the stadium, to to the team, and after to just celebrate after in the locker room, wow. the atmosphere was just crazy. You know, they was just behind us uh, since the beginning. And that was really great, uh, really great to, to to enjoy. And of course, you speak about the noise and the passion, the, the travelling Celtic fans that went to Rome a couple of weeks later. Oh yeah, still went over there. I mean, that was pretty special as well. Yeah, yeah. It was like at the beginning of the game, I was like, but it is Thursday or Saturday. <laughs> it was on the on the Thursday uh, on the week. Uh, so much people we came uh, and to give them, you know, the victory after the crazy game again. Uh, they they are just behind us, you know, and that's that's really great too for us, for the club, for everything. And it's just uh, it just show um, uh, how how big uh, the club is. I mean, in that game in particular over there, obviously, what a remarkable result. The first competitive win on Italian soil for, for Celtic, another history-making 
victory. But Lazio started so well in the first 15 minutes. They were so dominant. Giro Mobley scored in the seventh minute, if my memory serves yeah. me right. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, Celtic came into the game and really took it to them in the second half. James Forrest scoring just before half-time. But in yeah. those first 15 minutes, do you remember how you were feeling, thinking, you know, we're going to need to step this up because Lazio, at that point, looked really up for it? Yeah, yeah. I remember exactly, uh, you know, that, that game. And I I can still... I, I think that it was approximately the same on the first game and the second one. Um, it was like... Uh, was just like... Not stressed was confident of what we could do. Uh, we know that they was and they had some good players. Immobile, I think, had the best year uh, since a long time. Uh, he scored a lot of goals all the season. And we know that we could have come back, you know, uh, that we had the trend to do something. And it's just what happened. Uh, we just keep keep focus, uh, keep keep believing in ourselves. And after that's what happened. But, it just show on the two games the the way and that home that we was really focused and we really wanted something. So that was uh, that was the goal and we did achieve that. And of course, as we said, James Forrest, the, a great goal to to level the score line before half time, and then Olivier and Jam's goal. I mean, it was a thing of beauty. And I've watched it so many times back on on um, the official Celtic YouTube and. You just watch the goal again and again. It gets better every time. One thing I wanted to ask you, though, Chris, was how is it from your view? You must have had a really good view from further back on the pitch, watching Olivier take out wide and then just chip it over the goalkeeper with the Celtic fans behind him. Wow. So, so, so crazy. You know, I remember that there was at the end, like, uh, attacking a lot because they had to win. They had to win us. We, if we do the draw, if we was doing the draw, it was not a problem for us uh, because we were still first in the group. Uh, and they was attacking uh, a lot because they had to win. Um, so it was under pressure. Frazier did a, again in a, a game, crazy, you know, a crazy one. Uh, and it's just like, I think if we push the ball or we kick a ball sometime or something uh, after, so they start again. Um, to attack, but they miss a pass. And I remember I'm just staying there and I'm just like watching it on and I'm just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and even when Oli shoot the ball, I didn't think it was in. I thought it was on the side. So he's just, he's just, you know, just relieved us, you know. We was like, I don't I, I can't, I can't express it. You know, it's just unbelievable what we feel uh, on the moment. It was just an unbelievable moment, and I, I definitely can remember that moment for a long, long time. Yeah, and as well, every single Celtic fan in the world, I think, Chris. And I remember, yeah. I said this to John Kennedy last week when he was speaking on the podcast. But I remember my colleague Tony interviewed Olivier just after that game. And Olivier admitted that he'd taken a poor touch um, to take the yeah. ball out wide. Which, and I just think it's amazing that, for one, you never really see Olivier and Cham taking a bad touch. But when he does, to have the confidence to finish it that way. So even him yeah. taking a bad touch, that's not too bad yeah. going that he can do that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, only uh, know his strength uh, and everyone knows his strength. He's just unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable technique player. Uh, we had so much in this team, you know, with Tom, with Ryan, with with, with Oli, with Hudson, but the touch he just made was just a perfect one, you know. Uh, and 
kind of like we was like wishing that it was going in, but in our head, if we do it again, we would be like, yeah, it's going in for sure because we know the quality that he is and all the player uh, that we have. It's just it's it's it was it was an unbelievable goal. Trust me. Yeah. I want to talk about your Player of the Year nomination. Um, yeah. Voting voting for Celtic's Player of the Year, sponsored by Daffabet, is now open. And Chris, mm-hmm. you're among the, the nominees, so first of all, congratulations. Um, Thank you. And before we dig into that a little more, let's revisit the aforementioned Lazio match winner at Paradise. Lazio have every player back defending this corner. They know a goal now for Celtic and they'll have lost the game as Frank Christie delivers it left-footed. Could a Celtic head? It's a goal! And it's a goal for Celtic! Christopher Julian has won the game for Neil Lennon's side! What a goal! What a header! Perfect delivery, perfect finish. Christie with a cross. Julian, the header. Well, we spoke about it before, Simon. Do you put people on the post? Lazio didn't. The ball ends up in the back of the net and Christopher Julian could be the hero that's given Celtic all three points tonight and he is so pleased with that. Chris, it's goals like that. It's goals like the cup final um, one against Rangers. It's, of course, solid defending throughout the season as well that have landed you among the nominees for player of the year. Yeah. Given it's your first season at Celtic, you must be immensely happy to be rubbing shoulders. Yeah, with the, the yeah, yeah, for sure. When I when I saw that, I was really happy. You know, um, it's just uh, it's just unbelievable to be just like uh, in the talk with all the good player. You know, we did this year because uh, all, all all the all the thing we did uh, this year was a really good marathon uh, after the cup. Uh, we had the, the, the Europa League, we had a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good game. Uh, in the championship, was really it was really difficult too. Some games uh, since January was uh, just unbelievable. We had some quality, unbelievable. Um, and to be just close to and talk with 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 Brony or with Kellem, with everyone, you know, in in this election is just unbelievable. Um, and I just thank, uh, thank thank them because I think it's because of them that I'm that I'm in this conversation. So I'm just really happy. Yeah, I was saying to Lee Griffiths when he was on the podcast that there are some years at Celtic where and the success that the club's had in the last ten years has been incredible. But there are some years when even when everybody's good, there's a front runner. You kind of think, you no, know, that person is definitely likely to get it. Um, yeah. Whereas this year. Anyone in that list could get it, which I think just doubling down on what you just said, that speaks to how good the team have been in every position this year. Mm. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, me, I have, of course, I think everyone have uh, his, his, in his head uh, who's going to win it. Um, but it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult, you know, because uh, so many, like I said again, it's there's. <laughs> So many games, uh, so many good games from each of us uh, that we did. It was just unbelievable. And um, I just can't wait to see who's going to win. Speaking back to, to your goals, Chris, um, I spoke to you pitch side for the Celtic View magazine after the match uh, in, against Kilmarnock in January, the 3-1 game. Odds on Lee and yourself scored. And we were talking pitch side about and walked by 
and he said to you he wanted to see double figures. Yeah, and you laughed and you said that that was something that you wanted to do. Now, obviously, who knows what the future holds for the football calendar at the moment because of Mm. the uncertainty. But speaking generally, as a season at Celtic where you hit double figures, something which you realistically can aim for? I think so. I think it could be realizable um, if we still, you know, winning games and if we still, if I still have the delivery that I had since the beginning uh, was unbelievable. Um, it's just, I think it's, it can happen. But the most important, you know, would be to, to win the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, you know, in, in this kind of goal, we talked about it. Uh, like like uh, like the trainer said before I arrived, and it is. I think it's it's possible, but we don't know what happened. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> and just speaking to that fact of Neil Lennon, kind of eavesdropping, I wanted to ask if is that a reflection of Neil Lennon as a manager? Do you think that you know he always appreciates success collectively and in individual players, but equally wants to continue players to keep doing better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, since uh, since the beginning of the year, and I when when I arrived, uh, he's been just uh, remarkable. You know, with everyone, um, you just keep everyone. Uh, you know, have uh, you just keep everyone uh, focused on the on the on the on the on the goal that we had. You know, for the cup, uh, for the championship, for the for the Europa League. Everyone who came on the field at the moment. I was just ready to 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 play the best, you know. And I think sometimes this is the most difficult, I think, for a trainer to do is, is that you know to keep uh, people, you know, really focus on everything, keep uh, the same mentality of when sometimes he's not playing or when he's playing, and the the coach is just um, is just really good for that. And um, the 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 fact that we achieve all of this, it's it's um it's a lot uh, because of him. Listen, Chris, I hope that whenever it's safe to do so, we can return to football as normal at Celtic Park and whatever yeah. it takes us in the world. But thank you so much, Chris, for joining us on the Celtic View podcast. Uh, yeah, today. it's a so real much. pleasure. And take care to you and your family. And we'll hopefully yeah, you see too. you soon when it's safe to do so. Thank you. Yeah, man. You, too. you too, my man. Thank you. Thank Cheers, you. Bye bye.